0: you're going to build a business no way. hey everybody welcome to the 2%er show the real time real talk of the journey in business
1: we wanted more and we got into business to do that he was doing lemonade stands you know uh, i used to paint houses with my friend uh, the that- and when we got a little bit older, I used to sell uh, comic books or anything I could find yeah. that, that I got as a present or my parents got me. I would try to sell it to somebody else that wanted it. One, one funny story is like painting houses <laughs> in, high, in high school. We decided to paint houses, me and one of my friends, to save money to go to South Beach. Yeah. So what I did was focus on my strength. And he used to work at Home Depot. So what he did was he took all the paint gear for free from Home Depot <laughs> that we're supposed to rent. And I had a lady that I used to work with uh, in a dentist's office that she mentioned she wanted her house painted. And I said, hey, I've done that before. I do that. I have a business that does that. In the sure side. you she, do. <laughs> she goes, yeah, you do. it, like, yeah, I do. Meanwhile, I just painted my rooms and stuff from the houses. I didn't paint the whole house. Right. And what I did was I went on my Word document, and I created an invoice, and it was, it was called South Beach Painters. And I put a little logo of a, of a little... <laughs> what do you call the palm tree right and i said hey this is our invoice we're going to show her that we're legit we take the equipment from home depot that we're supposed to get back in three days before his boss finds out and paint this house but later find out that the house is the outside of the house not the inside so that turned into a whole fiasco But guess what we made 800 dollars cash nice cash because we didn't pay money for that equipment 800 bucks and Still to this day, that house is still painted perfectly. We pass by, I look at it once in a while and see it. That's so the stuff that I had, i wanted to do because I was interested in. I was more. The, you know what fascinated me it wasn't 800 bucks. You know what it was? What was that? Take a guess what it was. The thrill? No, that Word document. <laughs> I felt legit. I felt like a legit business because I had an invoice that I created in five minutes. Wow. that's what throws me was to own that. I, I owned that for that one time because we never painted a house ever again, but because he got laid off from Home Depot. But, <laughs> I wonder why, right? You and wonder why, right? But that's what I loved. I loved creating. I loved having something that I could call my own. And I didn't start out that way. We did things here and there. But my background, like what I've, you know, working wise, you know, I worked for companies like at t selling cell phones you know I worked in finance for many years what do you, you do know, in, in finance selling insurance selling investments yeah. you know 12 15 years even more than that. I can't remember like doing that that was the biggest grind of us where I learned a lot right you know did, uh customer service jobs you know uh, marketing jobs calling over the phone cold calling oh my god those was a, the worst times I ever had was Doing those cold calls in that marketing job—it was supposed to be an internship that turned into a job. <laughs> Horrible, but telemarketer. Oh my! It was not necessarily telemarketer because we were calling people who already want us to call. Okay. It was for like focus groups, but it was still to me going crazy calling people I didn't know. Sure. But different things like that. I've I've done so many different jobs in different areas, that what I realized was there wasn't anywhere I wanted to go in those jobs, mm-hmm. but I learned so much from each and every one that I use now in business
0: nice
1: I mean we even worked together in finance for right that's what we met we met met in finance in the grind I actually trained him that's right (laughs) I actually trained him in finance because I was the hot shot in finance until he came in and that Jay came in and he was like the hot shot for a good three months
0: yeah Bobby Ezra was probably like the the prince of the office for what Two years or so? Two years, yeah. I was like the wonder kid. He was like the wonder kid. Everybody else was much older, you know? I was
1: a young one, you know. He was
0: the young buck over there until I came along and started blazing a new trail for a good three months.
1: Yeah, but the one thing that I knew that he didn't because of my two years experience, that he was going to crash and burn like me. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) In the sales game, I'm telling you, it starts out great until you realize that, wait, you're broke the next day if you don't have another sale coming in. Right. And once that warm market comes out, and you got to figure out where you're gonna get these leads from. You're gonna where you're gonna get customers from. Like every business has right. the same problem. Right. I ran into that same problem in finance, and I knew Jay was gonna hit the same exact wall. And because we hit that wall, guess what? That's how we became friends. Yeah. Because <laughs> I understood. We're trying to
0: figure it out. We're trying to figure out what was going. You know what to do next. You know we. You know, and, and this is this is what's crazy about our journey is we came into the business world officially as adults in an interesting time you know you're transitioning from what previous generations grew up in the industrial age type of system you know where everything worked you just go to school go to college Mm -hmm. you go out and there's a big job waiting for you i mean we technically i remember getting into the finance field when everything when the sky was falling this was going back what 2007 slash 8 2008 2008 i got in in that summer uh, started getting licensed was blazing a new trail and next thing you know like the the sky was falling like the financial markets were falling like the real estate market had bursted like there was so much change going on in the world that to say that at that age freshly out of college and thinking you know uh, this is going to be my future so many things changed even the way you market and communicate was changing like and it literally changed
1: overnight when all these and markets you crashed. see jay could see that i didn't see any of that me, I was so, I'm so uh, optimistic about everything that I was determined that I was going to make it in the finance industry. Even though that really wasn't my passion, I was more interested in the fact that how I could help individuals in the finance industry until I f- later on, years later, realized that that's not about helping people. At the end of the day, it's it's, it's about a product or service. Now, they may be good for individuals, yeah. but it wasn't something that I was really passionate that I could do that because I really didn't see myself growing a huge business in that industry. Right. So I was just optimistic that I would get into business. Jay was seeing how the world was changing and the internet was coming in and the crash of everything. They're like, wait, something's got to change. I didn't see any of that because I'm more of the optimistic. Like, hey, I just, let's just keep it going. Something's going to happen. It'll, it'll work no matter what, even though <laughs> it was going down. No, the, the world is crashing from beneath us. <laughs>
0: right. Yeah. So, I mean, you stayed there a little bit longer. I actually made the jump to higher education. Uh, working within you know a community college to you know reinvent myself at the time you know to figure out what's my next move in business you know because i saw that industry collapsing you know business really dried up in that industry around that time frame so it was just a transitional period you know and then on the side I always you know looking to do the next flip the next little hustle you know i was always a great promoter even in college i used to promote you know college parties and even um nightclubs you know i mean I, I actually learned a lot of business from people that promoted nightclubs and a lot of marketing and promotions from them mind you none of these people went to school for this <laughs> they just hey, went out and did well, it good. They just went out and good and and knew how to throw a good event you know and were really good at it some things are ethical that they do some things are not you know um and sometimes in business there's that line right there's that gray line where you know do you push the limit on how you market do you step over that line do you not you know. But ultimately, you Don't always lie. want to do what's right for for the customer, for the client, you know, 100% of the time. Because if not, in today's world, you will be found out. Like
1: they'll, they'll uh, actually, In seconds. What was that? In seconds, and they look in it seconds,
0: up. In they'll, seconds, they'll call you out. They'll call you out on your BS, whether you're a big company, small company, whether it's just you as the sole proprietor. You know, you will be called out for not doing what's right. You know, you always want to be honest and straightforward with people. Make sure that that doesn't hurt your brand, because ultimately you want to, you know,
1: build your own personal
0: brand, your own. Company exactly,
1: brand. like when you want to build your personal brand, like you may not even know what you want to do. You just know, like we do. I knew I wanted to be in business. I knew I wanted to have a business of my own. I had no idea which one to go for or what to do. Right. I did like real estate. I still love real estate. I'm still learning about real estate. I just didn't know anything of how to get into real estate now that's why i study robert kiyosaki you know i study that man because yeah. i think he gives good information and i and i feel that he's a good source to learn from right. but what happened to me was and i think happens to most people is as they get dealt in life they, where they are working it influences where they're going to be going forward because i want to get into business and i was happily luckily I got into the financial field because I had no experience prior. I had a you know, a bachelor's degree in business, but no financing degree. They took me in and they taught me finance. And I thought that I could take that and turn it into a business. Mm-hmm. But in reality, that wasn't my passion. My passion at the end of the day was to own a business. And I didn't just want to sell financial services. It just so,
0: didn't happen to be in that industry. It just
1: Not that it was bad. It just wasn't what I, at the end of the day, I realized it now. Like, that wasn't really what I wanted to do. It wasn't, it was helping people in a certain way, but not where I wanted to go. And I couldn't own a business that way. And I look back and I want you, and for those who are listening, if you're working a job, take what you can get out of that job and use it. Now, that job, if you really want to have a business, don't look down on it. You spend eight hours a day there. Don't let it drain your energy. Use and say, hey, what can I get out of this job? The money they can pay me to survive right now? And what skills am I learning? Like, just to give you some background, like, at a, during college, dental assistant. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because my friend worked there and they had some part-time hours I could do after school.
0: That's usually how it works. That's who you know. Right?
1: I didn't know anything about them. They didn't want to, but I needed to make some money. You know what I learned being in dentistry that helps me now to this day? How to deal with people. Nobody likes going to the dentist. People hate the dentist. So be, me being an assistant, I had to learn how to calm people down, talk to them, relate to them, make sure they were calm so the dentist could work on them. Right. They hated. They hated me. They hated us coming in. And by the time I had to make them happy during and after, for years, seven years, learning how to how to deal with that, irate people coming in there. That was that's. I learned how to smile no matter what. <laughs> people coming in there crying and hate hate us. Yeah. Learned that from there. AT&T. I learned you know, I learned a lot from AT&T. I didn't really care about, you know, like, I like technology, and don't get me wrong, right, and I like learning stuff. But what I learned about at t is how to stay positive. Because let me tell you something. If you're a salesperson out there you're you're, or you work in retail, I give it up to you. That is one of the hardest things to do long term. Retail destroys you, in my opinion. If yeah. you're doing it, God bless you. If you're doing it and you want to get out of there and you don't see how, go for it because that... Those hours and what they put on you and the constant with customers and customers and customers and customers coming in, you, you either break down or you get stronger. And I got stronger dealing with the negativity and all, and all this and people need to do this and just constantly thinking that they're right. I learned a lot just from doing that. I learned how to get past that and learn how to sell something on the fly. Yeah. I got 20 minutes to sell you something when you come in and looking for something else. <laughs>
0: so you're school like the, the cutthroat way.
1: The cutthroat way. Same way in finance. Right. And all that sales, those tactics, everything, which at the end of the day, I don't think really work. Which is is
0: really just one way to sell. You know what I mean? It's just the way that they're teaching you there. And then later on, we find out there's many ways to sell, you know, because hence Mm -hmm. why we're both like, you know, marketers.
1: Yeah. Not one way. There's many ways to sell. Right. We were taught one way. Yeah. And that was the thing. It's not the thing. Right. Even to this day now, we know because the internet, you see there's other ways to sell. You know, you got to brand yourself. You got to, you know, there's, there's email marketing, there's internet marketing, there's social media, all this kind of stuff. Which, That's, mind
0: you, that we have experience in all that. Because, again, you from a young age, we were those kids that always wanted to do something in business, always wanted to sell something, flip something. You know, um, I mean, just yeah. even recently, you've been flipping things online as well, right?
1: Yeah, because I realized that why, should, you know, hey, I know we're in business, too. We didn't make it. We're not you know, making multi-million dollars either. But guess what? You got to keep your business alive and do whatever you got to do. So I, what I'm learning and what I learned a little bit from Gary V too, but I don't let things go to waste. If I see something in my home or, or something that's that's I'm not using, guess what? Why should I keep it and throw it away when I could turn it into some other cash? Right. Because people look, well, I don't make a lot of money. Well, how am I going to get my business up and running? Hey, sell something you're not using. Right. If you notice something, someone has it that you know it's popular and they don't know about it, buy it from them. Sell it off again. Any money is better for, for your business. Anything you could bring in for your business is gold. Yeah. Don't look down on 20 bucks. I
0: mean, and, and the same thing here. One of the other things is like I experimented with even real estate as well when it came to having a little condo. Kind of actually what Robert Kiyosaki talked about the way his or his wife actually started out. I had a little condo. I was renting it out you know making and i actually was making decent money you know when it when it was all sitting through at the end of the month i would come coming home with like 200 dollars pocket you know cash from awesome from uh from the tenant you know but the problem and the lesson i learned is like it was just one one property mm-hmm. you know so what happens when that one moves out you were scrambling to get somebody else and then you know obviously they didn't give you notice then he give me notice and they just packed up and left one day <laughs> And so, now I got to figure out who to put in there. And, and and that's some of the struggles that, you know, we've been through that we can give you some advice on. And likewise, if you've
1: learned things.
0: Or some similar business, stories with, that yeah, you can have done too. Yeah. Let us know. Reach out to us. You know, we'll be able to help each other out on our journeys.
1: Yeah. That real estate one, like you thought you were a mogul at this point, right? Making that too.
0: <laughs> Man, I thought it was a big shot. Because like you're working your full-time job and then, you know, you're making what you do to pay the bills. But then at the same time, it's like you get this extra check coming in. And, and sure. don't get me
1: wrong $200 I'm, I'm not laughing at the 200 making calling it a it big was how shot. How it was made. I, I, I it's how it was made. Right. Like you thought you were a big shot cuz you were how it was made. However, you learned that to go further that it's just one you were just what happens if they left. You didn't think about that. Did I didn't. you? You didn't think about, you know, it's just a one bedroom.
0: But you know what? That's how you learn. I mean, I the thing is the the way I look at it is you learn by making mistakes and I've heard many many big business people, you know, say that. And to me, it wasn't taking a risk, you know. A lot of people think that You know, going out and getting another property, getting tenants and things like that is a risk. To me, it was just like, it's a learning experience. It's like going to college, you know? People go to college and they put all this money down because they're in hopes they have a better future. A lot of times. Unless you're going into STEM fields, you know, in the science. Or specifics. Yeah, in the science, technology, you know, math fields and things like that. Accounting. You know, like, sure, there's state regulations and requirements for you to go into those fields, but... If you're paying all this money to go, you know, to just learn regular business, you actually learn better business out there in the real world. You know, like taking some extra money and putting it down on a property and start renting it out like that. That's a way to learn business, how to learn real yeah, estate and but, you learn from those mistakes and what
1: not to make later on. But I give it up to you. And that's what that's what we want. That's what we want to share with everybody. Sure. He wasn't afraid to do it, and he did make a mistake. And guess what? Now he learned from it. What we want to tell you is, don't be afraid. If you're afraid that's going to happen, and you don't want to do it because you're afraid, what if I don't? I lose a tenant? No, you just we just give you some advice. Maybe look for something that has more than one in there, two units or something that you could get, so you have fifty percent chance that it's going to right, put be the successful. Odds in your favor. Put right. the odds in your favor. Right? right? You could read that in, in a book, or you could hear us telling you that from our mistake because he messed that up. But what I you know I look up to him. I look up to Jay because he did that. And one of my goals is to own real estate. Right, I want to have a section of of my business, 2% of real estate, where I have a bunch of properties that, you know, and I help people to learn how to get into properties from learning from somebody else because I know that that's going to help me with income. It's going to help me with some stability. And it's just something that I personally like to do. I don't have a background in it, right? And it, my, all the jobs and stuff that I've done from my history doesn't say you should be a real estate person, but I say I should be, a, you know, know about real estate because you can, right? Right? And I want to tell everybody if you have an interest, try Robert Kiyosaki. Listen to some of his stuff, all his books. He's got really good stuff on on that. Right. That's one. Per, that's one main person that I listen to besides a couple others. But
0: who's another one? I think you mentioned Gary Vee.
1: Uh, yeah, he's not much in real estate, but he's more on like the, he keeps me going. And kind yeah. of positivity and you know th- the fact that he don't take no <laughs> he tells you how it is right. he, You know, he really tells you
0: that's because he was he was he was uh i guess uh raised up in north jersey right
1: yeah he was raised up in uh loda i think or something, something like, like that like Clarkes, i forgot what it was but it wasn't far we're it was,
0: technically in central jersey but yeah. you know many people only think there's a north and south jersey but there is a central jersey
1: yeah it's a big part of jersey
0: know, and uh we get to both you know the best of both worlds you know north and south you know if you go a little further south though it's funny how it just changes completely it's a different world yeah it's a little i think it's a little slower it's like you're in the country kind of and they their accents actually change which is funny
1: it's it feel like you're another another like a country or state because they just think differently they they, they act differently they talk differently yeah but that's i mean most of our lives we've spent in new jersey new york yeah But our background is just an average background. Right. Which, like I said in the beginning, I believe could be the most detrimental thing for everyone out there. Right. Right. If you're coming from rags, guess what? You have nowhere else to go. But if if you're maybe in a middle-class family, guess what? You think that you have something stable, that it's, it's safe... You know, maybe, you know, if you're, if you're younger, your parents are helping take care of you. Good. That's an awesome thing. Right. You got to find something that motivates you to get out of that. Like, you got to want more to get out of that bubble of being middle class. The right. person who has no shoes and, you know, they're in the streets and they're worried about their life every day. Guess what? They they, they want to move. They don't care what happens because they either live or die for them. Here, if you're middle class, you're not worried about dying you have your food at home you know you have a, a house or apartment or something in a semi suburban nice area or something like that sure. right that's a dangerous i think that's a dangerous it place is. to be and i want to speak to those who are maybe in that don't settle for that there's a lot more but it might be harder for you because you got to figure something else that might not be a negative that motivates you it's got to be a positive that motivates you i think
0: one of the things that motivated me was to realize the sacrifice my parents made to just get me to where we were at you know what i mean because their parents really came from dirt poor dirt yeah from nothing. their countries you know what i mean so the fact that they then were the first generation here to grind it out and actually try to live that american dream is what eventually inspired me as well to realize i got to take it to the next level exactly you can't you can't stay you know where you're at you came from that kind of background middle class and just live off your parents forever like it, it's i'm telling you there. there's going to be a point where they're going to need you they're definitely gonna to, need uh, you. Provide for them the way our economy is and the, the,
1: the way our system is set up, they're going to yeah. need you because things are not the same way when they grew up and how they made their money and all these, you know, how they grew up with pensions and all these savings and all these different things right. are totally not the way anymore. It Doesn't work that way anymore because our economy is totally shifted. They're going to need your help, and you have to have be something sustainable to support yourself and them. And for those who are younger that are listening, for the young crowd, one thing that that I that with the middle class also that I felt didn't help me was that I couldn't ask anyone about business advice in my family. Nobody had a business. My my dad didn't have a business. My mother didn't have a business. Not that I love my parents. They did everything they could to get that house and get those things that I needed over my head. But I never knew who to go to to find someone that was in business. So if you have a, a mentor or if you have someone that you can go to about business, stick with them. Do exactly what they tell you to do. We're here. That's what the Two Percenter you know show is about, is to get people who are in business and give us their feedback feedback and learn from them while we also can teach things that we've been through too but to have some place to go because i've always felt that you know where i didn't have someone to ask questions like if i asked my if i asked my dad now you know they how really, to make money you know what he's going to tell me go get a job go get a job <laughs> right oh well i the find the, find the benefits <laughs> I already have one, right? Yeah. How are the benefits? Oh, it's awesome. You have good benefits. In my head, I'm like, what the hell is the benefit? I don't have a benefit from that. I'd right. rather make more money and pay for my old health insurance if I because right. money, I could do something with money. I can't do something with the health benefits. It means nothing to me. So to them, to them, I'm at the top of my game. I have a roof over my head, right? And I can support my family and I have you know, a job. That To them, they're like, oh, that's great. And I have an education because they didn't have an education. They never graduated college. Mm-hmm. But that's their cap. They can't, They can't give me any further advice. So I have to go out and find other advice or just like like we did. Right. We just w- we just went for it. Eh, let's try this. Let's go let's we go do this. it
0: up and did whatever it took and you know, that's that's how you sometimes go for learn. It. But again, do that. if you can find people that have made mistakes, listen yeah. to the what mistakes they've made, don't make them. Seek out mentors, you know, in whatever it is you want to pursue. And in, uh, in our case is business, you know, and entrepreneurship. So, we've um, always been plugged into different kinds of uh, leaders out there business leaders entrepreneurs that have made it and even to some that have made it to a respectable you know
1: yeah, even small business degree, owners right? you know a like bunch of small, small business, business owners like that, that just make it for their family you know make you know like home. one of
0: our mentors one of our mentors is uh, is like probably made about 100k to 120k a year which is not big money in today's world you know but he did it in his own business and it was his goal to just make that.
1: Yeah, like 20 years so far still running
0: and he's still he's still got it going and he really doesn't have to kill it as much you know I mean he still has to do a little bit here to maintain it but that's what he's always wanted so in my mind that's a two percent he, he mean, did like two percent he he's happy but he's ha- yeah, he is. He's happy. He's happy.
1: He's happy helping clients. He's happy with his office. He's happy, you know, with his his wife. Right. They're happy. With, and that's what he always wanted to do. And he didn't have a background to do that either. But he's but he's working in that industry. And he's to me. Right. That's not something I wanted right. to make 100 grand in my own little you know small business. That's an awesome thing. If you want to do that, then you should go for that. Right. And guess what? making 100 grand most people don't make 100 grand no right we all see everyone's making millions in youtube and this and that whatever guess what then I'll <laughs> That's, that's fake it till it's, you make it. Number one, half of it's fake it till you make it. Number two is it's a rare small percentage that are making that money and can sustain it if they don't screw it up financially themselves. People kill to make 100000 a year. And I give it up to him. And that's what he he's a two percenter because that's what he wanted to do. And he spent years doing it. and He's been doing it for 20 plus years. And that's what we want you to get to. and We want us to get to. But to whatever level you want, don't let nobody tell you that you can't do that or it's too small or too big.